Hey, what's up plumbers? In this short video, you will learn how to turn a water leak into a reroute or a repipe um, over $5,000 and above. And then you will also learn how to add between $500 and $1,000 more to that ticket um, every time. So um, in today's uh, video, um, I have Carla Pastor, Pastor, and um, she is with Blue Ribbon Restoration. And she's going to be sharing with the guys exactly how to get it done. And before mm -hmm. she jumps into all those details, I'm going to let the plumbers know like the main ingredients to turn a small water leak job into a reroute or a repipe. And, and most people think it's it's um, it's really easy. And, and that's true for them. And some people think it's not so easy and they just need a little bit of help. So I'm going to give you some, exactly. some key elements of like how it could become easy for you to turn a water leak into a reroute or a repipe and then add another $500 to $1,000, um, not to your invoice, but to your commission uh, before exactly. you even leave the job site. Okay, so here's how you get it done. Number one is if they're reaching out to you for a small water leak, you know, um, it, it's it's you just getting your foot in the door, right? So don't go pitching them a repipe when they got a a small leak unless they absolutely need it. So you want to win them over by getting them to like, know, and trust you. So you have to say, so, so you start off by what? Troubleshooting. Then you get an initial to get started on the initial repair. And then there's hopefully a change order if needed. And then you, you cash out, right? That's typically how it goes. Now, we all know that it's kind of delicate when it comes to the restoration game. Right, like when do we get the flood company to come in here and deal with this stuff? Well, I think number one, you want to solidify your job in your sale with your customer because it's going to solidify your relationship. And if you need to bring an outside vendor for whatever reason, they're going to trust you with that. So you have to make them trust you on purpose. How do they trust you? You educate them and you have to make them like you on purpose. How do you do that? Well, you talk about stuff that they like that's around their house, not stuff that you like, right? And then um, how do you let them get to know you? Well, you know, if you see kids, uh, pictures of kids on the wall and it's their kids and you have kids, let them know that you have kids. If they have a dog in the backyard, let them know about your dog, whatever it is that you can find to relate with them. So you wanna do those three things before you even give a price to get the, to get the initial job started because by then you'll get them to like, know and trust you so you might have heard that before, get them to like, know, and trust you, but nobody's telling you what to say, right? And I just did. I gave you the three examples. So you do that before you even give them a price on the initial call, and you could either turn it into a reroute or a repipe up front, or you can turn it into that in the back with a change order. So typically, the best way it works is I'm offering both options up front, so that way when you come back with a change order in the back, they're not saying, well, how come you didn't tell me? Or, oh, this is a surprise thing. I knew you would do this, right? So if you, you, you give them an option up front, hey, this is what it's like to repair it, replace it, reroute it, or repipe it, right? So sometimes it's more than just two options. Sometimes give four options. And so when you're giving these people these options, it's going to be based off their budget. It's not going to be based off of what you think in your solutions. That's, bottom line, it's going to be based off their budget. They could want something, but if they can't afford it, then nothing's going to happen, right? So it's going to be based off their budget. So the next key element is financing. You want to be able to offer them low monthly payment plans, right? 
And that doesn't mean you letting them borrow money and then chasing your money. I mean, getting with a company like Hearth in your bank, Green Sky, there's a bunch of them out there. Um, we recommend Hearth and let them finance that. And then they become your in-house financing department, right? Um, and that's how you sell more jobs. So instead of selling a $7,000 repipe or a reroute, maybe you're selling a $150 monthly payment, you know? And, and so a lot, you'll scare a lot of people with a $7,000 invoice, but if you just follow through with that monthly payment plan, then, then you're most likely to get it. One of the key elements to financing is knowing your numbers before you talk about financing or pulling credit and all that crap. Because as soon as you say you're going to pull their credit, they're thinking, oh my God, it's going to be an application. This thing sucks, blah, blah, blah. So you actually don't even bring that up. And first you have to know your numbers. So do the math on house on, I think service Titan, it gives you the options for financing. And it tells you like how, what are the monthly payment plans for what you're trying to pitch them? And it'll show you in the screen there, right? People like house call pro sky boss on and so forth. Um, they have something similar. So if you don't have something like that and, and you, but you do offer low monthly payment plans, then, you know, choose a 10 year, five year and a one year plan. And then like, give them an example. Hey, this is what it could look like. Um, if you could, if you want to spend $150 a month or $300 a month or $500 a month. So you can pay it off in either 10 years, five years, or one year, which one works best for your budget. That's how you're supposed to ask for the sale. Um, not saying, hey, we got low monthly payment plans and it was just a phone call. We'll, you know, we'll see if you get approved and then there's interest. Don't, don't even bring all that stuff up. Do it after you mention what I just told you. And then the, one of the better things that you can do is actually put it down like on a piece of paper or if it's not a piece of paper, put it down like on your tablet, something they can physically see and point at it and say, I like that one. Because if you're just verbalizing it to them, they're trying to figure it out in their head, right? But if you can tell them, show them something, you know, show them something, then um, they can look at it and say, oh, wow, that, that's really cool. I, I like this option right here, you know? And this is actually a list of all of the jobs that um, the plumbers are selling after my sales training for plumbers. You guys can't <laughs> see that list. You know, it's kind of weird because of the, 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 the background thing, but you get the point. Okay, so those are like some of the key elements to turning a, a water leak into a reroute and a repipe, and that it's worth you know three, five, seven thousand dollars and above. Um, now, a lot of the times there is pre-existing water damage, like maybe there's mold everywhere and you can't get to that until it gets removed, or maybe you're dealing with the water leak underneath the house and all of that needs to be sucked out before you, your butt goes crawling down that nasty ass crawl space, <laughs> you know? or you get the point. There's different scenarios where you, when you need the restoration company to come in first and some scenarios, you don't need them to come in first. So you do your thing first. Um, so I'm going to pass the microphone to Carla here and I want her to explain what is the proper way? Like, cause there's two ways to do it, right? Like, yeah. so I want her to um, educate you guys on how, what is the best way of doing this? So the number one, we don't irritate the customer and lose our own exactly. sale. That's huge to you guys. And we get that. So I wanted to bring an expert on here um, and I'm going to let her take the mic now. Well, thank you so much, Tony. And you know, you're right. Um, you know, when something, something that I always talk about with my plumbers, right? Because I get leads from plumbers and they're always telling me like, Carla, you know, 
customer asks for an estimate, they really need this, they really need that, but they say they don't have money. You know, customers always say they don't have money. And in the most part, we have money. We just don't have money for things we don't want to spend it on, right? Like, and for instance, I have money to go and take my kids on a vacation, but I don't wanna spend it on my plumbing. Like no one's gonna see it anyways, you know? And so we need to show how important it is to actually take that money and put it to something that is very useful and much needed, right? Um, but I always tell them too, you know, when you, when, when you get that phone call, when you get the phone call, you know, customer, you know, walked into the kitchen and there's water everywhere, right? Like, oh my God, they're freaking out, right? And uh, to them, their, their biggest investment, right, is flooding. And how are you gonna fix this? So you have to be very empathetic when you walk into that house because, you know, and, and, and again, I tell my plumbers, you and I know one thing. We know that we can fix this problem. Actually, I know working in the restoration industry, not only can I fix the problem, but man, if they want a new kitchen, I'll get them a new kitchen. Why not? New bathroom, okay. You don't want carpet in your bedroom anymore. I'll give you wood floors. I know this, but the customer doesn't. They're freaked out. They're stressed out. They don't know what's going on. You know, not, you know, they have a hundred things going through their mind. And then we walk in like, I know it all. And we can't do that. We have to show empathy towards the customer. Now, I do get actually a lot of phone calls where, you know, customers say the plumber's charging me this much. Do you think it's too much? Do you know other plumbers? And I always have a trick. I go, look, um, what, okay, what do you have going on? You know, get that invoice that the plumber gave you. Let's review it, right? Because as the restoration company who was just referred, you know, by this plumber, I don't want to step on his toes, you know? So building a solid relationship with vendors can actually save you your job, you know? So, you know, and it's a game that my plumbers already know I'm going to play. I'm going to have the customer read to me what the invoice says, what they need. And I'm going to tell the customer, okay, let me call three other plumbers and I'll see what they say, right? I give it a few minutes. Usually I'll do about 10, 15 minutes and then I'll call the customer and, I, and I'll do the whole, one of them came out about the same. The other one came out really high and the other one came out kind of low, but he said that, you know, that's give or take, you know, he wasn't really sure of the pricing. So I'm guessing they're going to upcharge it anyways once they're there. So actually, you know, honestly, you got a great plumber. The price is right. You know, we're going to work together as a team to help you get covered. So I would really just highly suggest you stay with that plumber. So building a relationship with a vendor is really important because they can actually help save that job for you. Not just save the job, but I've actually helped plumbers upsell the job too. We walk in there and the plumber already told me, hey, Carla, I told the plumber, I mean, I told the customer, this is what they need, but they're really hesitant to do, you know, that whole repipe that they need. And so we come in and because, you know, we want the, you know, obviously we want the referrals to keep coming and we respect the relationship that we have built with this plumbing company. 
we sit with the customer and we say, okay, you know what, based on the water damage, this is what you're gonna need to repair the job for the water damage. But have you considered doing a repipe? Because while we were in there, the pipes look really rusted out or they look, you know, like it's almost gonna be time. And if you don't fix it up, you're gonna get another water damage. And that's where you're gonna run the risk of getting a claim that's denied. Why? Because you just had a water damage. Why didn't you fix the plumbing before? So, you know, building, building a solid relationship is gonna be very important. Now, when you walk right into a customer's home, um, Tony, you talked on a video before, and I actually do watch your YouTube videos, and they're extremely educational, by the way. Um, you talked about the four different types of people, right? And, and if you've taken any sales classes in the past, or, you know, it's just, you know, any, any type of class where they talk about dealing with different types of people, really getting to know the customer in the first few seconds is really important. You know, some of the tricks is, you know, when you call the customer, if they don't answer, you listen to the voicemail. If they don't have a voicemail, to me, that says they don't really have time for too much detail. They just want to kind of get to the point, you know, just get straight to it, you know, and, 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 and for me, you know, like no, no voicemail is like, if they didn't take the time, they're not going to really want to take time for myself. They just want to be told what to do. But in reality, you know, like it, you have to get to know who you're dealing with. And the first few seconds is going to be very crucial because it's going to be a matter of you get that job or they're going to call somebody else. You know, so get to know your customer. Really just take time to listen to how they talk. Listen to them, you know, really listen. I always emphasize on listening to the customer. They're going to ask you questions answer the question so listen to the question repeat the question you know that's really important um you know you don't want to get all caught up on saying a bunch of things that are not necessary right so you want to make sure you get straight to the point um listen to how they ask you the question sometimes they're very quick with just short words and sometimes they never stop talking so then you're gonna know if they don't ever stop talking and they go into a lot of details and examples they're going to want you to go into a lot of details and examples as well, you know, so listen to how the customer talks, because that's going to help you build that trust that Tony was talking about, you know, you want the customer to trust you. That is really important. Tony, you have no idea how many times I take a phone call, right, or I call a customer and I talk to this customer for about 10 minutes, right, 10 minutes. Hi, how are you? My name is Carla. I got your phone number from your plumber, so-and-so with this company. Um, he mentioned to me what you have going on, but can you explain to me, you know, uh, what you, like, why you called the plumber, right? That's a, that's a way that I get to listen to the customer, see how they talk, see what kind of person I'm dealing with. I also get a really good idea of their emotional and mental state. You know, what am I gonna walk into, you know? Um, so they explain to me, sometimes they don't really know. They just know that they walked into the laundry room and there was a big puddle. Okay, is your laundry room on the first floor, second floor, you know, and ask them questions, right? show that you care you know use a, a calm tone you know voice uh don't get all like you know technical right away you know always show compassion always show that hey i'm here for you you know that voice that 
you know, I'm going to hold you by the hand and we're going to go through this together. Um, be informative. You know, people like to deal with educational, you know, educated people. So, you know, when you're going to, you're, you're going to talk to the customer, you want to make sure that when you're talking to them, you're letting them know what's going on in their language, right? Because I've been to jobs before and the, and the project manager looked at me and said, okay, Carla, so, um, you know, we're going to set up the EQs here and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And the customer's kind of like, what are they going to do? So, you know, make sure that you're considerate towards the customer and that you use full words. You know, we're going to set up equipment. We're going to send the project manager, not the PM. And he's going to come in, you know, in two days to check the equipment and keep on repeating the words so that the customer understands what's going on. No one ever likes to feel like they were left out of a conversation. You know, it's kind of like going into, you know, into a conversation. They're speaking a whole different language and you're kind of like, mm, I hope they're not talking about me, you know, so talking in your terminology will leave a customer feeling like they're left out of the conversation always use the whole words, you know, make sure the customer understands what's going on. You know, building that trust will make the customer not just want to work with you, not just want that upsell, right? Because you walked in because there was water all over the kitchen, but now you're going to try to sell them a whole, you know, repipe or something, right? So building that trust will make the customer feel more comfortable, you know, wanting to sign for that bigger job. Um, also, when you walk into a house, right, so you, you get a call, there was a leak in the kitchen, and now there's water everywhere, be very informative, let the customer know, look, this is what you need, right, so let them know what plumbing jobs they're going to have to do, but also let them know that you can be more resourceful by offering services of another vendor, build that relationship, building a relationship with another vendor will we'll, you know, solidify that relationship with the customer. It's going to make them feel like they just made a new friend that's extremely resourceful, right? So make sure that you build a relationship with a restoration company, for instance, um, maybe an asbestos abatement company. Um, you know, look for other, other vendors that you can build a solid relationship with that you can now, um, you know, refer to your customers. Don't refer to anybody, you know. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of, you know, plumbers deal with restoration companies that offer a referral, you know, fee, a finder's fee, you know, they offer some kind of money amount for the referral, right? I offer, you know, a, you know, I offer a certain amount if it's an insurance job, I offer a percentage if it's an out-of-pocket job, right? That's how I say thank you to my plumbers. For, for thinking about me and for sending me the job. But it shouldn't be about how much money the restoration company gives you. It should be about the type of service they provide and how well they're going to treat your customers so that you have a repeat customer, okay? Now, of course, the perk of the rest of, you know, referring a restoration company is that money, right? So if you at some point, you know, thought, I really want to work with Tony, but I can't afford it. I don't want to hear that excuse. Get yourself a restoration company. They will pay you a good amount of money and you have no excuses, right? Like Tony. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't throw it at your gasoline. You got to pay that anyways. 
gasoline, like it'll get you to the job, but gasoline isn't going to produce four more jobs. It's going to help you perform that one job. So mm-hmm. if you get a, a money from a restoration company because you referred a flood out to them, throw that money into something that's going to duplicate money. Don't just throw yeah. it at dinner or, or, or even like tools. It's a good long-term investment, mm-hmm. but you got to get jobs, right? And so maybe you're already over, like have enough jobs. That's great. Maybe you're saying, I don't need more jobs though. So it's fine. I don't need to invest into marketing. Well, I would invest into sales training for plumbers because you mm-hmm. can take the same amount of leads that you're getting and turn into bigger invoices ethically, right? We're not here to turn plumbers into like plumbing hacks and, and, and salesmen. These are just sales skills that you must learn if you, if you want to make a lot more money with what you're already doing. Right. Exactly. So, um, but being, a, but being a good salesperson and plumbing is really important because yeah. you could be, you could be a really good plumber, but really bad at sales. And you're really doing an injustice to the people who call you, you know, um, I don't know, like I've dealt with so many plumbers that are not the best. And, and I feel so bad for the customers, you know, and then I have a lot of plumbers that are like, oh my God, like, how are there no, like, like, how are there more of you? Right. But they're terrible at sales. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, like you need help. (laughs) Yeah. People need more of you (laughs) coming to their front doors. So yeah, being a good salesperson in plumbing is extremely important really get to know the customer, listen to them, you know, listen to how they talk, listen yeah. to, to how they're feeling. I think that a lot of the plumbers out there have this like negative connotation or negative taste in their mouth about sales training, right? And I'm like, well, I don't want my guys gouging people. It's not what they're supposed to be doing. I don't want to become that salesman. That's not what you're supposed to do either. If you do pick up on sales skills, it's just to better like protect yourself, make more money and protect the client by offering them more exactly. options. And in essence, everybody wins. Like you make more money, they get a better solution. Um, it's not like they're forcing people to make them sign. You know, you, um, no, the sales training for plumbers that we provide, um, nothing, nobody has made anything less than three times return on investment. The average is between five to 10 times the return on investment within 30 days. So if you're wondering, like the sales training that we're talking about, all you got to do is visit www.salestrainingforplumbers.com. It's so exactly. easy. Like that should and come you know what? Taking, taking sales training is really important too, because I get plumbers that feel bad charging a customer. So sales training is, like you said, it's not about teaching plumbers how to gouge the customer. It's about teaching them how to present the services that they provide and, and, you know, you know, help the customer understand what they need without having to like charge them a bunch of money for, you know, for, for the service. You're going to steal your prices are your prices but it's teaching your plumbers how to talk to customers so that you can gain more, more, you know, a bigger client list, you know, build more relationships. And if you really care about the customer, 
you're gonna you're gonna want to invest in sales training so that your customers, as you know, are gonna be in good hands. So it's not that you're investing, you know, so that you can learn how to rip off customers. It's more of like if you really care about the customer, who better than you to take care of that customer? So why lose it to a company? that's gonna gouge them and that has invested in sales training and now you're up against someone who actually got the training that you should have gotten you know so that's true oh that's such a good point thank you for bringing that up carla i, I do appreciate it this has been a, a very good uh training for plumbers and um you know, and if there's a restoration company out there watching this video, get a hold of Carla. She will teach your reps how to run your business on such a successful level that you guys will like duplicate seven figures. You know, these are systems in place that uh, they're standard operating procedures that you, you just like plug it in and then it goes. So if you're a restoration company, reach out to Carla. If you're a plumber, reach out to me. You can talk to both of us. It doesn't just not one or the other, guys. So if you want to reach out to Carla, you're a plumber, go for it. If you're a restoration company, you want to reach out to me, go for it. Um, we are here to help you guys. I hope you enjoyed today's training. And uh, is there anything you want to touch base on before we get out of here, Carla? No, no, I think we did good. Did you make it really clear on how they make uh, between $500 and $1,000? <laughs> it depends on the restoration company, but yes, so... You know, I didn't, I didn't talk, I didn't talk about how much I paid, but I pay a thousand dollars cash for insurance jobs or 10% of the job for out of pocket jobs. So if you add it up, I mean, even if you call in four jobs and three out of the four secure through insurance, that's an extra 3000. You can't tell me you can't afford sales training. If, if you're calling in restoration jobs, you know, water damages, sewage, mold, you know, you can't tell me you can't afford it because I know for a fact that I pay, I take really good care of my plumbers. Actually, I have two envelopes right here. Yeah. What do you got? Right here, $1,000 in each. <laughs> two racks right there. Giving them away. Right Make here. Rain. No joke. No joke. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Bow. You look like you look like money Mayweather now. Look at you. Right. <laughs> no, you know, this is the fun part about my job. But the thing is, you know, there's no excuses. You know, I had a plumber tell me, oh, well, I wanted the money to buy fireworks. Bro, you want to burn that money? Like go invest it. Yeah. yeah. And then grab that money, then buy fireworks. And you'll have like 10 exactly. times Exactly. <laughs> you have free fireworks. Let's just say that. <laughs> right? I You'll lost you for a them. second. You'll learn them. It's what a great yeah. meeting. Okay, guys. Um, if you need to get a hold of me, go to strictly, uh, go to sales training for plumbers.com. If you need to get a hold of Carla, where do they go, Carla? Oh, to blue ribbon restoration.com. That's right. Blue ribbon restoration.com. Um, stay tuned for our next video. See you guys soon. Yeah. See you.